we started a new series on the topic of prayer and uh, in today's teaching we specifically want to have a look at our role as priests unto God um, for it is as our in our role as priests unto God that in fact we offer prayer before God and so two scriptures I'd like to open up with um, in today's teaching is in Mark chapter 11 verse 17 and then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 <clears throat> Mark 11 17 um, the scripture says, Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it the den of thieves? And so our Lord, obviously in context, in, when he made this comment, he was in the temple, the physical temple that was um, standing in the city of Jerusalem at the time that our Lord was on the earth. And uh, they had begun to trade various ways inside the temple area and our Lord drove them out of the temple and he says he obviously got angry the Bible talks about the fact that he was angry but when he chased them out of the temple he said is it not written my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations and so our Lord basically put across to the church and when he made that statement what the primary role of the temple was for and that the primary role of the temple was for a prayer to be offered before God and so we get to the next passage of scripture that I want to look at which is in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 the scripture says do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you and so under the new covenant what has changed between the new and the old in with regards to this aspect <coughs> excuse me is that the temple has changed because under the old covenant there was a physical temple um, which our lord referred to as the house of prayer for all nations and so under the new covenant the temple has changed the temple is no longer a building made with man's hands but the temple is in fact our physical bodies for the Holy Spirit dwells within each one of us. And so the temple has changed between the two covenants, but the purpose for the temple has not changed. Because just as that under the old covenant, um, the house of God was a house of prayer for all nations. So under the new covenant, the house of God remains a house of prayer for all nations. And so as... Uh, born-again saints, uh, these temples that we dwell in are meant to be a house of prayer for all nations and that is what we're called to do. Um, we're called to offer a prayer with these temples that we dwell in because as I say the temple has changed between the two covenants but the purpose of the temple has not changed at all and we are called to offer a prayer before God. Let's have a look at um, Another aspect of that, because our bodies are in fact the temple of the, the Holy Spirit, and uh, as such, we're meant to be offering a prayer to God. But we're also called as priests before the Lord. And so we need to have a look at our, our priestly role that um, God has called each one of us to. Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 8, the scripture says, So it was that while he was serving as priest before God, in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot to fell burn incense 
when he went before the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And so this is talking about Zacharias, which was um, John's uh, father. And uh, he was a priest. He was of the order of Aaron. He was a descendant of Aaron. And so he would off, um, he was called to serve as a priest before God under the Old Covenant. Now, under the Old Covenant, the priest used to offer up incense before God uh, twice a day. They, should, they used to burn incense uh, on the altar of incense twice a day. And the scripture uh, speaks about the fact that it was, in fact, the hour of prayer that they used to burn incense. In verse 10, it says, yeah, And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And so the hour of incense um, was also referred to as the hour of prayer. And so as the, the high, well, uh, Zacharias wasn't a high priest, but as the priest would go into the holiest part, not into the Holy of Holies, but as he would go into the holiest uh, part of the temple, uh, twice a day he would offer up incense before God under the Old Covenant. Now the incense that he, was, he would offer was a type of the prayer that um, the saints would offer before God. And so under the, the Old Covenant, there was a type and shadow of what in fact takes place, not only under the New Covenant, but what took place under the Old Covenant as well. Because just as the priest would go into the temple and offer up incense, physical incense, before God, so the people on the outside of the temple would in fact be offering up prayers before God. Because that's exactly what the scripture says again in verse 10. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. So what they transferred, what they translated to was that as the, the physical incense was offered before God in the temple as a type and a shadow of uh, what transpires in the kingdom of God, so the saints on the outside of the temple were offering up the incense that in fact does ascend to the throne of God through their prayers, because they would be praying outside at the hour of incense. And so we see what actually did transpire with regards to their prayers, and it still transpires today. In Revelation chapter 8, verses 3 and 4, the scripture says, Then another angel, <coughs> having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar, he was given much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hands. And so um, that is what causes the incense in heaven to be made manifest is in fact the prayers of the saints. The prayers of the saints, uh, God um, transforms, I don't know how he does it, but you know, God, God is able to do what he's able to do. And so the prayers of the saints um, ascend up into heaven and forms part of the incense that is offered up before God. And that, that incense that is offered before the throne is in fact the prayers of the saints, are in fact the prayers of the saints. So, again, getting back into the Old Covenant, when the priest used to go into the holiest of all and he would offer up incense, physical incense, uh, inside the temple. 
So the saints would be on the outside of the temple offering up prayers before God. Now their prayers would ascend into heaven and their prayers would then become the incense that would be offered before God the Father, before His throne in heaven. And so it is the role of the, the saint on the earth, the, our priestly role, is and is our function as saints to offer up incense before the throne of God. And the incense that we offer up before the throne of God are in fact our prayers. Now prayers take on various forms. There's prayer of praise, there's prayer of worship, there's prayer of petition, there's prayer of supplication, there's prayer of intercession. There's, there are various different types of prayer. But nevertheless, all prayer ascends to the throne, well, ascends to the altar, it becomes incense before the throne of God. And those, that, those, that incense is offered before God, uh, before His throne. And so we have been made both kings and priests unto God. The book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 6, the scripture says, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to whom be glory and dominion forever and ever. And so our Lord Jesus has made us to be both kings and to be both priests unto God our Father. Now the role of a priest is to offer up sacrifices to God. And the sacrifices that we offer unto God as priests under the new covenant is the sacrifice of prayer. We don't offer up bulls and, and the blood of lambs uh, as the priests did under the old covenant. What we offer up is the sacrifice of prayer. And our, our sacrifice, our offering is in fact incense that ascends before God. And under the old covenant, the scripture says, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 11, And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices. And so we are called to offer up daily sacrifices, repeatedly the same sacrifices before God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, because that is what a priest is called to do. And you get a lot of Christians, they, they, they want to reign as kings in life, but they tend to neglect their role as priests unto God. For our Lord has made us to be both kings and priests unto God our Father. Um, and so as Christians, we should not neglect our priestly role, for we have been called by God um, to minister to God as priests. And we are we to minister to God as priests here in this life. Um, and the, the, the sacrifice that we offer, because it is required of a priest, that they minister daily and offer repeatedly the same sacrifices. And uh, we're meant to offer up the sacrifices of thanksgiving to God. We're meant to offer up the sacrifices of prayer uh, to God. The scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. Why, Peter? To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And so our priestly role in this life as under the new covenant because we've all been made priests so God has made uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has made us priests unto God and so our priestly role is to do just that is to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we say, well, and what are the spiritual sacrifices that we offer? Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 says, Therefore, by him, talking about Jesus Christ our Lord, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And so that is the sacrifice that we offer under the new covenant. We offer the sacrifice of praise. Now, praise is a, is a type of prayer. All um, prayer is, as I say, is broken down into different uh, categories. There are, there's a prayer of, of praise. There's a prayer of worship. There's a prayer. I've, I've mentioned a few already. And so all prayer is a sacrifice that is offered unto God. And that's why he says the fruit of our lips, because prayer is uttered through our lips. And so that is our role as priests before God, that we are called to offer up daily um, our, our sacrifices repeatedly the same sacrifices to God and that is the function that God has called us to as priests and uh, sadly many Christians do actually neglect their priestly role because you know they neglect their prayer life and as such they are not fulfilling their the call that God has called them to for he said my house shall be called a house of prayer didn't say my house shall be called a house of joy although we do experience the joy of God but primarily the temple of God um, is there to act as a house of prayer and so we are the temple of God now under the new covenant and so these temples are called to be a house of prayer unto God our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord by the Holy Spirit and so we, that is our priestly role, and that's the role of these temples that we dwell in now. But it, it is, uh, prayer also forms part of the laboring that the saint does in this life, because we are meant to, to do works, um, for our works will be judged by our Lord Jesus when he returns on that day. And so we are meant to do laboring before the Lord. Now one, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 6 to 8 the scripture says for i am already poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand i have fought the good fight i have finished the race i have kept the faith finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will give to me on that day and not to me only but also to all who have loved his appearing and so our lord Je um, our lord jesus the Apostle Paul, writing at the end of his life, he says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And so Paul recognized that he was drawing to his life on the earth was drawing to a close. And he was saying that he has now finished his race, he has kept he's fought the good fight. And he was now going to ascend into heaven and he was going to enter into his rest with the Lord Jesus. Um, and the book of he and book of Revelations teaches us that all who die in Christ um, enter into rest and their labors, their works follow them. Because we cease from laboring when we leave this life to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. We then enter into our rest. We finish our race down here on the earth. We finish our fight down here on the earth. And so when we leave this earth, we go to be with our Lord Jesus Christ and we enter into our rest with our Lord Jesus Christ. 
The church on the earth is the church that is laboring. The church that is in heaven, uh, for the church is in two different locations to presently. Uh, we have the saints that are currently on the earth and we have the saints that are currently in heaven. Now the saints that are in heaven have ceased from their labors. Uh, they're no longer working in heaven. And part of the, the laboring that the saints on the earth do, for there are other good works that we do as well, but part of our laboring that we do on the earth are in fact the laboring that are prayers, for that is part of uh, the works that we've been called to do. And that's what a, a priest does. A priest um, performs the priestly role in the temple, and they offer up sacrifices before God. And so that is part of the function because we've been called both kings and priests unto God. So we have a kingly function that we're meant to perform in the earth, but we also have a priestly function. Um, and so prayer forms part of our, our priestly function, and we do that while we're on the earth. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 9 to 11 says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. And so, in this life, we are meant to be diligent to enter into our, our rest that we will enter into when we go to be with our Lord Jesus. Um, but while we're in this life, we're still laboring to enter into our rest. But when we leave this life, as Paul recognized that when he left this life, he would have finished his rest, he would have finished the fight, and now he would have entered into his rest with our Lord Jesus. In the same manner, all of us uh, who are born again, when we leave this life, we enter into our rest. But while we're still in this life, we need to be diligent uh, to enter into that rest. Um, for it's while we're in this life that we continue to do the works that we've been called to. We continue to labor for our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. The scripture says, Epaphras, 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 got, I think that's right, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. And so part of the laboring that we do in this life is that we labor in prayer. And prayer in, uh, denotes um, effort because when one um, enters into their prayer closet and begins to pray before God, um, there are times that there's um, in, uh, prayer of intercession that comes upon the saint. And in that instance, there's a laboring that is involved. Paul said, um, for whom I, la I, I labor in birth uh, to, to bring forth Christ in you, talking about the way that he was interceding for the saints. And so there is effort involved quite often when we give ourselves over to prayer. And so our prayers is part of the laboring that we do here while we're on, on the earth. Obviously, there are other good works that we are called to do, but part of the good works that we as saints are called to do are, in fact, the... the, the works of prayer before God our Father. And so we should not neglect our prayer life. Um, our Lord Jesus uh, admonishes His church, and so does the Holy Spirit, admonishes the church 
that we should not neglect our prayer life. In Luke chapter 21, verse 36, our Lord speaking, he says, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And so it's very important for us when the, the Scripture talks about being watchful and prayerful, those two terms in Scripture are synonymous terms. Uh, when the Lord says you need to watch, He's talking about we need to be praying. Um, and so both the Holy Spirit and our Lord Jesus Christ uh, admonish the church that we should pray always. Um, for our Lord says... Watch therefore and pray always. And the Holy Spirit says, praying always with all prayer. And so when the Holy Spirit says, praying always with all prayer, uh, He doesn't say praying always with prayer. He says, praying always with all prayer. Now the reason He says with all prayer is because there are different kinds of prayer. And so we don't always pray the same way every time we go before God our Father. As I say, there are times where we will just worship Him. There are times when we will give Him praise and thanksgiving. There are times when we will do a combination of that. There are times when we will give ourselves to intercession um, and supplication um, before God our Father. And so there are different types of prayer. But nevertheless, uh, both the Holy Spirit and our Lord Jesus Christ uh, admonish us as, as believers to be watchful in this area and to always pray. Um, it's not a case of... We can pray, or I prayed last week, so I don't need to pray this week. We need to be praying all the time. Um, another scripture, Revelation chapter 3, verses 1, 2, 3. Uh, the scripture says, And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful. Remember I said that when our Lord uses the word watchful, uh, it's synonymous with the word prayerful. So he could just have easily said, be prayerful. And strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember therefore how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, again, watch and pray, same thing. So he could have just as easily said, Therefore, if you will not pray, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. And so our Lord Jesus warns the church in Sardis. He says, Guys, your, your spiritual state is not in a good place. And unless you repent, and he, he, um, he adds to it, um, be watchful, be prayerful, and strengthen the things that remain. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, if you will not pray, I will come upon you as a thief, and you'll not know what I will come upon you. And so this church was in a, in a very bad place, basically, because they were borderline uh, uh, on spiritual death. They were about to die uh, spiritually because they had stepped outside of faith that's why our lord said to them remember therefore how you have received and heard uh, they received and heard by faith when they came into the kingdom of god and they had stepped into works 
And so our Lord said, your works are not perfect before God anymore. Um, and you have a name that you're alive, but in fact you're dead. And so our Lord is saying, they weren't yet spiritually, spiritually dead, but they, the works that they were doing was not in the Spirit anymore. They were no longer walking by faith. They were walking by sight. And so our Lord in, admonishes them to be watchful, to be prayerful, and strengthen the things which remain, which are ready to die. Um, and so our Lord says to this church, unless you guys do that, I'm going to have to, there's a, there's a consequence, there's a penalty. He says, I will come upon you as a thief and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Um, and so this church was in danger of losing their spirituality. The, the Holy Spirit would have been withdrawn from this church. Our Lord did that while well, he, he admonished the church at Ephesus because they had left their first love. And he said, I'll come remove your candlestick from you unless you repent. And so this church, he talks to them in a similar manner. And so this church uh, needed to give themselves over to prayer, to repent and to pray. And in, in praying, in being watchful, they would then restore them, their spirituality in that, in that they would once again begin to walk in the spirit, uh, in the things of God. Um, and so as our Lord admonished this church, so he admonishes his saints because it works in exactly the same manner with the saints. Saints that do not give themselves over to prayer very quickly um, become hardened in, uh, to uh, spiritual things in the kingdom of God and become very quickly engrossed in walking in the natural and doing works and no longer uh, walking by the, the leading guidance of the Holy Spirit. And so the, our Lord admonishes Christians to be watchful in our prayer life and to pray so that we don't get caught up as the church in Sardis had, had got caught up. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 12 verse 23 is a very pertinent um, comment that the prophet Samuel made where he says, Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. And so uh, Samuel recognized that he was called by God to offer prayers for his fellow um, Jews uh, in, the, in the nation of Israel. And in fact, God puts him forward. God puts uh, Moses and Samuel forward in the book of Ezekiel. He puts Moses and Samuel forward as the two saints who God um, classified as being two of his intercessors. Uh, those two uh, saints God singles out, Moses and Samuel, because those two uh, saints knew how to intercede to God on behalf of Israel. And so Samuel recognized that he actually sinned against the Lord if he didn't pray for the children of Israel. And so we need to recognize, because remember, we go back to that opening scripture where our Lord, uh, we quoted our Lord, where he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer for what? For all nations. And so in fact, Christians who do not give themselves over to prayer and to fulfill their priestly role before God in praying for others, in fact, we sin against others because that's exactly what uh, the Holy Spirit um, impressed upon Samuel that he, if he didn't pray for the children of Israel, that he was sinning against the Lord, because that was the role that God had called him to, to act as priest. Even though Samuel was not a priest, he was a prophet, he was not a Levite, 
Um, nevertheless, in fact, he might have been. Yeah, he would have been a Levite, sorry. Um, and so he was called as both a prophet and a priest unto God. Um, and so we are also called as priests unto God. And we are, if we choose not to pray um, for others, then in fact we're sinning against the Lord. God has done that. That aspect of the priest's role has not changed. And so when a priest doesn't perform his priestly role, he's actually sinning against those whom God has called him to um, minister for, minister on behalf of them before God. And so we are called. So who do we minister on behalf before God? Well, we minister on behalf of the unbelievers that uh, are in our sphere of influence. We are meant to bring them before God in prayer. We're meant to pray for the authorities. We're meant to pray for the unsaved in our nations. We're meant to pray for one another, our brothers and sisters in Christ. There's a lot that we're meant to pray for. And so when we choose not to, um, we are in fact, as Samuel recognized, sinning against the Lord because we're not doing that which our Lord has called us to do. And so it's so important for the saints to give themselves over to prayer. Let's have a look at a, a scripture because we want to, uh, we, we understand that we are priests. Uh, I don't think there's any saint out there that denies that they have been called as priests to God. And we all understand by and large that as priests we're meant to offer up spiritual sacrifices under the new covenant, which is in fact prayer before God. And so we, we need to have a clearer understanding as to um, our role as priests. Um, is there a specific role that we're meant to perform? Um, in, how often are we meant to perform our priestly role before God in that we're meant to offer a praise before God? And the scripture we can look at is in Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 9. Scripture says, In this manner, therefore pray, our Lord Jesus speaking, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And so our Lord Jesus gives us an indication as to how often we should be offering up sacrifices of prayer before God our Father. And he, in verse 11 he says, Give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> so we're meant to be asking God our Father to give us our daily bread. But when our Lord talks about asking God our Father to give us our daily bread, He says we are to pray, Give us this day our daily bread. And so very clearly our Lord Jesus is uh, indicating to uh, us in this um, type of prayer that our Lord, for he says in this manner we should pray, that we should offer before God, is that we should be offering prayer before God at least once a day. Now again, under the old covenant, the, the, the priests would offer uh, sacrifices to God every single day. It was part of their priestly duties that they had to perform. They would offer up their sacrifices before God every single day. In fact, they would offer up sacrifices every morning and every evening. Um, and the, the, the offer of incense was also offered to God every morning and every evening. And so our Lord Jesus uh, kind of highlights to us that we should be praying at least once a day before God our Father. And our Lord Jesus kind of gives us a bit of an insight as to how, because again the question then is asked, okay, well if I'm meant to pray every day, how, how, how long shall my prayers be before God the Father? Now, I'm not... Um, 
condoning that we get into any kind of religious practice, that this is what we should and shouldn't do. Um, but again, we do need to recognize that as priests, we are called to do certain functions. And uh, the priests under the Old Covenant recognized, because God was very specific to them, that they had to offer up a sacrifice to God every morning and every evening. Um, and we under the New Covenant, just because we're priests and we, we don't offer up the sacrifices that the priests offered up under the Old, nevertheless, we're still priests. We do recognize that we are priests just as they were priests. And so we are meant to be offering up daily sacrifices. Our Lord did kind of hint to that when he said, when we pray, we should pray this day, give us our daily bread. And so we should offer up daily sacrifices before God our Father. But there's also, it shouldn't just be a, a five-minute prayer. And so we've now um, offered up our sacrifice. Now we can carry on with the rest of our life for the rest of the day. Because have a look at some scripture along this line. Our Lord speaking, uh, he says in Matthew chapter 26, verses 41 to 40, uh, 40 and 41. Scripture says, Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so our Lord kind of just put it out there to his disciples. Uh, the, the context was that they were in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was late at night. It was in the early hours of the morning, really. Um, and they had fallen asleep. Our Lord had gone away to pray by himself. He came back and he says to Peter, uh, could you guys couldn't pray with me for just for one hour? Um, and so he just admonishes them, couldn't you pray? And he's, he, you know, he, he, he kind of shows his displeasure in that they couldn't pray even for one hour. He goes away, he prays again, he comes back, uh, and they've fallen asleep again. And he admonishes them again. And he goes away, he comes back, and they've fallen asleep again. And so the Lord just kind of um, mentions this point. Could you not pray for one hour? And if you think about uh, the way that our lives are conducted, to, to give one hour in prayer before God. Now, a lot of Christians can't give one hour in prayer either because, uh, you know, it's just too much for them. I'm not too sure why, though, because a lot of Christians will give themselves one hour to exercise every day. A lot of Christians will give themselves one hour to watching TV every day and relaxing. And so... As a priestly role, now it might not be that you have to give yourself one hour to pray in one stretch. It could be 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening. But to give your one hour in, uh, to your role as a priest every day, um, our Lord just put it out there. He says, could you guys not watch one hour? And uh, in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1, the scripture says, Now Peter and John went up to, together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Now I know that that scripture could mean that that was the hour that they went, but uh, I guarantee you that it was at least for one hour that prayer was then offered up before God. And so the apostles um, under the book of, in the book of Acts, they would offer up prayer as a part of their daily routine because this was their, their uh, daily routine. And it's interesting to also note that Peter and John went to the temple at the hour of prayer. Now, the hour of prayer was the hour of incense. And so 
the priest would be on the inside of the temple praying, uh, offering up incense while everybody was on the outside praying. And here's Peter and John, born again saints, nevertheless going to the temple at the hour of prayer, while the priest under the old covenant is offering up incense. We have priests under the new covenant offering up incense on the outside. And they offered up it during the hour of prayer. And so we do need to take our role as priests unto God. Um, and this, this, the fact that these temples are um, the house of prayer for all nations, we need to take that very seriously under the new covenant and fulfill that role. And our Lord Jesus, when he walked the earth, um, walked in that role. And he set himself as the example. And the Bible teaches us looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And so we should always, in every aspect of our Christian walk, we should always look at our Lord Jesus. And we should imitate him. Even as Paul said, guys, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. And the Apostle John said, he who abides in him ought himself to walk even as he walked. And so as Christians, we should always look at Jesus and the lifestyle that he led on the earth. And that is the example he's given to us. He's our older brother. He's, he, he's walked this life as we can walk it now. And he set the example. And so we should always look to Jesus in every aspect of our life, including this aspect, the aspect of um, our priestly role before God our Father. And so let's look at some scripture to just see how our Lord Jesus, in fact, treated his um, ministry uh, as offering uh, prayers before God in his priestly role. Now understand that our Lord Jesus, when he was on the earth, he was of the tribe of Judah, not of the tribe of Levi, so he didn't walk as a priest unto God um, in that role. But nevertheless, he was. Um, God had already promised that he would be uh, a priest, a high priest, after the order of Melchizedek. And so it was un under that uh, order of priesthood that our Lord would then offer up sacrifices before God. And so Luke chapter 5 verse 16, the scripture says, So he himself, talking about Jesus, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. And so our Lord Jesus would... would prayer life was really... Um, a part of our Lord Jesus' walk on the earth. He spent much time in prayer. Now, his disciples didn't. Uh, the Pharisees and even John the Baptist's disciples had an issue with our Lord with his disciples because they didn't give themselves to prayer and to fasting. But nevertheless, our Lord Jesus did. And so we look at our Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 6, verse 12, the scripture says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And so, you know, Jesus was the Son of God. He had never committed any sin. He, he, um, he was the spotless Son of, of God. And he gave himself consistently to prayer. And on this occasion, he continued all night in prayer to God. Now, we know that the following morning, he then chose the 12 apostles. Um, and so, obviously, that uh, night of prayer that he spent before the Father, um, he was receiving from the Father uh, instruction as to who he should be choosing as the 12 apostles of the Lamb. But nevertheless, the point still remains is that Jesus needed to spend time before God the Father. Um, on bigger issues, he would spend more time before God the Father in prayer, but he would spend time before God the Father in prayer. And the Bible teaches us that we are to... Um, 
we must imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 12. And so we do need to look at our Lord Jesus Christ, for he is the ultimate example in every aspect of our Christian walk. And our Lord gave himself over to much prayer when he was on the earth. Uh, if you study our Lord's prayer ministry when he was on the earth, he spent a lot of time in prayer. And his prayers were extremely powerful. The Bible talks about in the book of Hebrews that he would cry out to God. One of the reasons that our Lord Jesus would climb mountains to go and pray was so that he could then cry out to God in full voice. Because when you're on top of a mountain, no one below you can hear you, but everybody above you can. And obviously he was praying to God our Father who was above him at the time. Let's have a look at some more scripture. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. The scripture says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. So our Lord Jesus, this was his practice, this was his lifestyle, and he is the head of the church, and he teaches us how to follow in his footsteps. And so we should learn to follow him, for we are meant to follow Christ. And so Christ would go out and pray, he would rise a long while before daylight. And he would go pray and he needed to pray and we need to pray if he needed to pray how much more don't we need to pray um, look at this scripture Psalm 55 verse 17 this is our Lord speaking he says evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice and I, I said to you if you go look at the book of Hebrews you will see just how uh, loudly our Lord Jesus would in fact cry out to God. Um, but look at this, our Lord prayed in the morning, in the evening, and at noon he would pray. So our Lord would pray three times a day before God the Father when he walked in the earth. How much more should we not pray before God our Father? Now I'm not saying that we should be praying more than three times a day, but I'm saying we should be looking at the example given to us of our Lord Jesus who did pray three times a day before God our Father. And uh, we should be considering that example. And then the Apostle Paul would follow after the, the example given to our Lord Jesus Christ. And he made this comment, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18. He says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. And we know that when we speak with tongues, Paul taught us that he who speaks with tongues speaks not unto men, but unto God. And so when Paul is saying, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all, he was saying, I thank my God, I pray to God more than you all. And so Paul really gave himself over to prayer. He spent a, a, a huge amount of time in prayer. In, so, in fact, so much that he actually boasted to the church, the whole church at large. He said, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. And so Paul would constantly be in prayer to God. Through the Spirit, obviously, he would speak in tongues more than... Um, and so that also kind of gives us the heads up because Paul does talk about the fact that he prayed with both his spirit and with his understanding. But he thanked God that he spoke with tongues more than everyone else. And so very clearly, the Apostle Paul would pray with his spirit in the Spirit more than he would pray with the understanding. And the reason for that is very clear because... Uh, our understanding is very limited and so we do need to be praying with the Spirit. But the point that I wanted to put across there is that the Apostle Paul gave himself over to pray um, to tremendous amounts of prayer. Again, we, all, all we're doing today is we're doing the groundwork on prayer from the point of view of the fact that 
these temples that we dwell in are in fact the house of God and the house of God hasn't the purpose of the house of God has not changed the, the house has changed um, the temple no longer exists but the, these temples do exist but the purpose of the house has not changed in that we are meant to be a house of prayer for all nations that hasn't changed the priesthood has also changed because the priesthood of um, Aaron has uh, is, hasn't fallen away that priesthood remains intact until uh, our Lord Jesus returns but nevertheless under the new covenant that's the priests under the old covenant we are priests under the new covenant we serve as priests after the order of Melchizedek Jesus is our high priest after the order of Melchizedek and so we offer up um, priestly sacrifices before God and the sacrifices we offer are the sacrifices of praise the fruit of our lips that's what we offer before our God let's have a look at more uh, accounts of Paul's prayer life 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10 because again the scripture says we must um, look to those who through faith and patience have inherited the promise as examples and so Paul is a good example uh, for he did say to the church, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And the Holy Spirit would not have allowed Paul to say that had uh, the Holy Spirit not put Paul forward as an example to the church. The Holy Spirit has put Paul forward and so we can look at him. And he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, Night and day pray exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith. 2 Timothy 1, 3, I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. So the Apostle Paul at least prayed twice a day before God, night and day. We know he would have prayed a lot more than that, um, because he did say, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. And so we should be giving ourselves constantly to pray. In fact, the, the, in the book of Ephesians, we read it, the Holy Spirit said, praying always with all prayer and it, it is another passage of scripture that says praying without ceasing and so wherever we are we can offer our prayers before God we're driving in the car whether we're walking down the road whatever job we're doing we can be giving ourselves over to prayer all of the time which is one of the blessedness of being able to pray with the spirit because when you pray with the spirit your mind is unfruitful so with your mind you can continue to do things while your spirit is praying and so we should be giving ourselves to uh, much prayer as priests unto God and as the temple of the Holy Spirit, as the temple of God in the earth today. We should be giving ourselves over to prayer. Look at another scripture. This is now the, the, um, the rest of the apostles. Acts chapter 2 verse 46. The scripture says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. And this is talking about all the early church. The early church would go to the temple daily and pray. So the scripture says, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple. When they say with one accord in the temple, they were talking about prayer um, and supplication because in Acts 1.14, the scripture says, and they were with one accord in, in supplication before God when they, uh, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the daily with one accord in the temple is the church, the early church. They would go to prayer meetings every single day. They would, as a church, gather to pray. And if you go look at that, that early church, the power of God that was made manifest through that church was absolutely astounding. We have not 
again seen in the church that degree of power being displayed through the church. Um, pockets of it from time to time, but not that degree. Um, and so that's that is born out of prayer. And so that church gave themselves over to prayer, much prayer. In fact, and as I say, praying daily before the Lord. Uh, the apostles recognized it. Acts chapter 6 verse 4, they said, But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And so the early church recognized that they, would, they gave themselves continually to, continually to prayer. The apostles recognized that unless they gave themselves over to prayer, they could not uh, walk as God had called them to walk. And it's, it's the way God operates. God does not... Um, it, it, unless it's God's... Uh, I'm going to digress slightly here. When God wants to do what He wants to do in the earth, well, then he goes ahead and does it because he's God. But in our individual lives, it seems to be that God doesn't do anything unless we uh, go before him in prayer and ask him to, to, to intervene. Um, and so it's important for Christians not to just think, well, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. God's just going to have his way in my life. No, that's not the case at all. We as believers need to be giving ourselves over to prayer, not only for ourselves, but for others. Because again, remember, the scripture says, uh, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, not for myself, but for all nations. And that's how we do. We pray for ourselves, but we also pray for others. And so we should be giving ourselves over to much prayer. Daniel, who was um, a governor of one of the largest uh, empires that ever existed, one of the governors, he, there were three, um, and he obviously had uh, ruled over a third of that empire. He was a very busy man. He was not... Uh, Somebody sat around all day not knowing what to do. He was, his schedule was very busy. And yet the Bible teaches it very plainly that Daniel prayed three times a day, morning, noon, and evening. Um, David, we read in Psalm 55, I know this, uh, that Psalm was prophetic, speaking of our Lord, but nevertheless, David also practiced that. And so David, who was the king of Israel, was also a very busy man. He didn't have time to just sit around doing nothing all day. Um, and he gave himself over to prayer three times a day, morning, noon, and evening. And so as believers, uh, as priests unto God, we should be giving ourselves over to prayer at least daily. And our Lord Jesus does kind of make the comment and he, when he says, couldn't you guys pray at least for one hour? And so we should be giving ourselves over to prayer at least one hour over the day. Uh, Paul would pray at morning and in the evening he would pray but he would pray all the time and so it is so vital for us as believers to fulfill our role that God has called us to fulfill in the earth and that is to be kings but also to be priests and the role of a priest is to offer up the sacrifice of prayer and that is what we're meant to do under the new covenant and we should give ourselves every day over to performing our role as priests unto God. And as we're faithful in this, God is faithful in answering our prayers. But God can't answer prayers that are not uttered. And so we need to be um, making our prayers known unto God and offering incense because it is our prayers offered on the earth that translates into incense offered in heaven. It's not the prayers of the saints in heaven that become the, the incense in heaven. It's the prayers of the saints on earth that becomes this, the incense which is offered in heaven. And so we need to be contributing to the incense that is offered before the throne of God. 
and that is our role as priests unto God. We're going to end the teaching on that particular point today. Amen.